And now, the Husker Athletic Director Show with Bill Moose, presented by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first. 18 brands, 18 locations, one team to help you get on the road faster. Woodhouse Auto Family, the official auto dealer of Nebraska athletics. And now, here's your host, Greg Sharp. Thank you. Welcome to our monthly sit-down chat with the athletic director for the University of Nebraska, Bill Moose. I don't think we anticipated these type of situations very often as we are living in uncharted waters currently with athletic departments around the country. But, Bill, great to have you with us. Let's start with how are you doing? Are you hanging in there with all this craziness? Oh, yeah, hanging in there well. And uh, uh, got to say, uh, it looks like you are too. I, I had the uh, good fortune of watching you and Matt call uh, the spring game, and uh, boy, you you both look healthy as can be. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, Bill, I don't think either one of us really knew what to expect. We didn't know what kind of reaction it would get. Uh, credit to your people who put that whole thing together. Matt and I just sat down and did our little dog and pony show, but uh, I know a lot of people put a lot of effort into that thing, and man, did Husker Nation rally around that and just, I think, absorb the whole day. Your thoughts about what that was like on Saturday? Well, I, I really have to uh, applaud my people. Uh, great, great job. Uh, very innovative. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, really a shout out to Nick Burkhart and his staff, of our, our digital media folks who brainstormed the idea and really started the wheels in motion. And then, of course, Husker Vision and um, uh, all of our marketing and community relations folks uh, just did a great, great job. How about the, our, our, uh, our marching band and the spirit squads? Everybody uh, just did a, a great job. And you've seen the numbers, Greg. Um, 1.2 million uh, folks tapped into it at one point or another. A uh, million on Facebook. Uh, that is incredible, and uh, uh, I just think it came off great. And, and may I say this, and it's going to somewhat be the theme of what we're going to talk about tonight from my standpoint, is, hey, you can control what you can control. Uh, things you can't control, then, then figure something out. We're not going to sit around in Husker Athletics and pout and go, gee, I wish we could have played the spring game. Gee, wish we could have done this, that, and everything else. Hey, we were dealt, the cards were dealt, just like everybody else. And uh, uh, we challenged our people to have some fun with these type of things. What can we do better than anybody else? And there's so many things that we do better than anybody else, and at least as good. And that's what we did with this spring game. And uh, it's kind of the talk of the country right now, and I couldn't be more proud of our folks and the great, great innovative approach they had to this. Bill, how about the, the fans going and setting up their front yards and, and having a little tailgate in their garages? <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Oh, and then they tweet tweeting that out. And uh, to have our players who were uh, part of the action 
you know, some of them can hardly walk anymore, and they're, they're my age, I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, and and uh, they were talking trash to each other and having fun with it. It was just, uh, it really, during the, these difficult times, was uh, something that brightened the day and, and something that we'll be talking about for a long, long time. Well, yeah, again, kudos to the people that you mentioned from your department. They did the yeoman's work to put this together. It was their brainchild. Nobody else has done this. Heck, ESPN and Sports Center's running crawls about the, the result of the game that was a virtual game. It's just, it was great stuff. And, and I think we all needed that, Bill. I think we're all, we're all cooped up. We're all ready for something better. But I, I think it was just a wonderful thing. So tip of the cap to you and your people. I think that was fantastic bill we've been we've had the the fortune of having president carter come on with us once a week to kind of get us an update on what's going on with the university and and all the people that are involved in that how, how much are you in contact with with the, the chancellor or the president or even heck even probably the governor and the board of regents on a daily basis with all this well, our leadership has been outstanding, and I, I'm talking about President Carter and Chancellor Green uh, really have uh, uh, stepped to the forefront and, uh, and provided fabulous leadership on, on the uh, uh, conference side. Uh, Kevin Warren, our new commissioner, uh, stepping into that role and doing a fabulous job with his staff. I think the communication has been uh, excellent. Uh, but again, uh, leadership really rises to the top when you have uh, a crisis like we're in right now. And nobody's running and hiding underneath the bed. Our leaders are out in front and, and, uh, and really um, working hard and, and being there for us and, and providing uh, really the the basis of what we need to do to get through this and at the at the central part of this and at the core is uh, we all need to be hanging together uh, we all need to uh, be on the same page we need to care about each other and I think Nebraskans do that just instinctively uh, we have to make sure that we're following the guidelines the national guidelines uh, Governor Ricketts guidelines uh, make sure that we are doing the things uh, personally and as families and communities to stay healthy uh, until we can get our arms around this thing and get back to some degree of normal life. And uh, uh, in that regard, I just think that they have done a, a fabulous job. Uh, I'm, I'm in contact with my staff daily, uh, most all of us working from home. Uh, and. Uh, so, that, so that we're getting messages out, uh, getting messages to our coaches, our staff, our student athletes, and to our fans. Uh, and they, they need to and want to know uh, what is happening, uh, where, where we're going with a variety of some of the, the things that we're putting into place here, uh, the virtual spring game being an example that we just talked about. And then uh, daily, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, the athletic directors of the Big Ten are talking for anywhere from an hour to two plus hours. And to be quite frank, uh, it's been the best communication I've seen 
uh, with uh, my peers in whichever conference I've been involved with because we've been forced to do it. Why else would we be talking to each other as a group every day and we've been sharing ideas and I think that part has really been healthy as well. So leadership is strong. Uh, it has really uh, come to the forefront during these trying times and uh, we'll come out of it better in the end. Bill, two-part question here. You talked about that you are in contact with your coaches. What restrictions are they currently under from both the league and the NCAA? And I know the NCAA is starting to relax a few things about how much communication coaches can have now with their student-athletes. Take us through that and, and just your, your conversations on a uh, semi-regular basis, I would guess, with Scott, like the Scott's Frost and, and, and Fred Hoybergs of the world. Yeah, we, again, the communication, I think, has been good. I'm going to have some more uh, come out this week. Uh, the frustrating thing for us at Nebraska is, uh, in, in many cases, the safest place for our student-athletes is in Lincoln. Uh, if we, we can get them back to campus and out of the high-risk areas, and I'm talking about the the urban areas of, of Los Angeles, Houston, um, New Jersey, Florida, uh, as opposed to some of our brethren that are in on urban campuses where that might not be the, the safest place. So uh, the frustrating thing is we would like to have them on campus. Some of them are here, but we cannot uh, utilize the facilities. Uh, the campus is shut down right now. Um, and so uh, we're hoping, and, and, and by, uh, by uh, the edict of the conference, there can be no organized team activities through the first week of May. So everybody's following that. Uh, it, within Nebraska, we could be together in groups of 10 or under, uh, and, and we were hoping that we could, could uh, be in a weight room, not being coached, but being supervised, and we can't do that right now. So that's frustrating. So we, we're hoping that our, our young people are staying in shape as best they can and uh, are, are uh, uh, trying to, to get into some kind of a, a routine where they, when this is all over and we get them back to campus, that uh, we don't have to start from ground zero in that regard. In recruiting, uh, there have been some some changes, some mandates that have come out, uh, and, and even in the national scene from the NC2A, uh, and, but we've all had to follow those together. Uh, what, what we're encouraging our coaches to do is uh, there are things that we are permitted to do within the confines of our programs that can help us in the recruiting piece and uh, again, a lot of that comes through communication as in, in, in to the extent that it is permissible. Bill Moose is with us. This is our April edition of the Athletic Director's Show here on the Husker Sports Network. We're back on our April edition of the Athletic Director's Show, brought to you by Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first, 18 brands, 18 locations, one team to help you get on the road faster, Woodhouse Auto Family. It's the official auto dealer 
of Nebraska Athletics. Greg Sharp with Bill Moose. 866-HOSKER-1, 866-487-5371. The number if you want to dial us up with a comment or question. Let's start in Lincoln tonight. Susie, good evening. Welcome to Sports Island. You're up with Bill Moose. Yes, Bill. Um, There are a lot of fans that compete to see Scott Frost and the different players. And when you turn everybody loose and there's people in wheelchairs and on crutches and dragging oxygen tanks, and then there's people who are fit and healthy and they run right past you and they get in line first because they can. And then the people who are handicapped, they don't, sometimes they don't make the cut because the time is already gone. And is there anything that you can do to allow the handicapped people in a half hour before everybody else or allow a certain time frame for them as opposed to the entire, everybody, each man for himself? Have you, and like the year that I'm talking about is the first year that Scott Foss was coach. And I stood in line to get a football sign because friends of mine, their brother and his wife were killed head on in a car accident. And these kids really wanted football shirts and a football really bad. And so I stood in line and I barely made the cut, but there was a lot of kids and people who didn't that were, um, and they, they were dragging too, because we walked the entire uh, distance of the football field and then across the end zone and then halfway back down the other side to the weight room. And sometimes that gets, that's a lot of miles if you're not prepared for it or you're fit. Is there any way that the handicapped people could enter on that end zone and then walk halfway down the other side? Is there something else that you can do for these Susie, folks who... You're, you're talking about fan day, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Bill? Yeah. Susie, thanks for calling. Uh, I hope you're, you're feeling great and healthy and, and safe. Um, that, that's extremely important to, to me regarding all our fans. And uh, let me say uh, that the, the, your point is well made. Uh, again, with this incredible uh, passion that our fans have for the Huskers uh, and these fan days that we're talking about here and referring to, uh, the first person and people would be our coaches, especially Scott Frost, uh, Fred Hoiberg, any of them. We may have just lost Bill's connection. Let's see if it pops back on here in a minute. We're not in the same location for this today, but hopefully he pops back on with us here in just a second. Again, Susie, appreciate the phone call from Lincoln. And I know Fan Day it can get really congested. And last year, to get Coach Frost's autograph, I know they limited that to you know, people who were uh, members. Of the- this uh, program is so that uh, we can hear these things and address them. So, Susie, thanks for bringing this to my attention, and uh, I will make sure that my staff uh, is aware of it and, and uh, that we address it. Susie, again, appreciate the phone call. Again, hopefully we have a fan date for folks to, to attend come come August. You know, you talked about how your staff's being creative. Obviously, we're still in a semester. We've got finals still a couple of weeks away, so I know your academic department, Bill, still working pretty closely hand-in-hand with the student-athletes. I'm, I'm guessing that the nutritionists are also trying to stay in touch and make sure that these athletes fuel correctly. 
You know, Greg, I'm glad you, you uh, mentioned this because all of our various uh, units of Husker athletics are working. I mean, just our, our, our student athletes are still uh, taking classes. Uh, those, and so they need the academic support. Uh, Dennis LeBlanc uh, of, of my staff is continuing to do uh, a fabulous job there with his staff. Uh, not face to face, but, but our student athletes have access to um, all of those people in our academic area. Same goes for compliance. Uh, there, there are questions and concerns uh, that continue even though uh, we're not practicing and are not in the classroom. Nutrition, I can't imagine anybody doing a better job than Dave Ellis and our talented nutrition staff making sure that we are continuing to fuel and hydrate our student athletes uh, to, the, to the nth degree. No, they're not coming into training table. Uh, we are practicing uh, uh, the, keeping a, a distance uh, between uh, each of those student athletes and not being in groups. But we do have a curbside grab and grow, uh, grab and go that's working tremendously. And uh, uh, right now, last I looked, we have about a 170, 175 student athletes that are taking advantage of that. So uh, we are operating, we are running, we are, we are again are being uh, creative in how we're doing our business. Uh, and, and learning from it too. We're, we're going to be better when all of this is over because we've explored new ways to do great things. And uh, again, um, I appreciate you asking that because if you hadn't, I was going to bring it up. The staff is doing a tremendous job. Very good, and um, nothing I would nothing short of that would I expect from that fine, fine group. Let's go back to the phones. Let's run out to Grand Island next. And Doug, good evening. Doug, you're up with Bill Moose. Hey, uh, Bill, appreciate your uh, leadership, and especially during these tough times that we're facing. Um, just uh, an idea, if we do start the season and fans are not allowed in, is it possible with your um, technology team to maybe put holograms up in the stadium to show like people are there and pipe in some crowd uh, noise to give it effect that, you know, we've got people there and I just, you know, hate to see an empty stadium and whatnot and thought this would uh, maybe give Nebraska a leg up on all the other colleges out there trying to, if it gets to that point where we can't have fans in the stadium and just wanted to, again, uh, thank you for your leadership and um, we uh, will get through this. Thanks. Thank you, Doug, and, and thank you for calling in um, this evening. Uh, if we do go down that road, and certainly uh, we uh, hopefully are not going to have to do that, we will be prepared, and again, uh, using the simulated uh, spring game as example, we will be creative uh, and, and we will we will do things that will uh, draw positive attention to the University of Nebraska. Um, I personally, my opinion is uh, we, we need to have our students back uh, and, and attending classes. 
uh, before we can really think about our student athletes competing. Uh, but as we go down this road uh, and we're looking at what the possibilities are going to be, um, I'm still optimistic that we're going to be able to uh, get our, our, our students back, that we will have a chance to get our, our uh, fall sport uh, student athletes back in shape and ready to compete. Uh, yes, there's a chance it could be a delayed season. It could be an abbreviated season. I still strongly think that uh, we will have things back to normal, uh, but we do need to be prepared in the event that doesn't occur. So your ideas and thoughts are valuable. Again, I, I will pass those on. We already have keen minds uh, in our in our. Uh, external area that are thinking along those lines and also in our game management of uh, how to handle this if indeed that is the uh, path we're going to be taking. So thank you, Doug. I appreciate your thoughts. Bill, um, how much conversations have you had with some of your boosters and your donors over the last month? Have you been able to, I know you can't go visit people right now, have you been able to reach out in some fashion or form? Yes, uh, we uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was uh, would have been Friday, the, the first Friday of April. Uh, we had the opportunity and again, my development people did this along with our communications folks, uh, a chance for me to have a Zoom meeting, one hour meeting with our top 100 donors. Um, I thought it went exceptionally well. Uh, they had uh, a chance to send in questions prior to uh, going into the meeting. They were excellent questions and a wide array of topics. And then as we wrapped it up, we uh, had additional questions coming in, many of them having to do with what I had already said in the, in the first 45 minutes of the Zoom meeting. And uh, we, we plan to have more of those. Uh, I think they are extremely valuable in regards to, again, keeping people up to speed in what is happening, how we're addressing some of these things, and really uh, kind of our, our thoughts on the prospects of uh, where we'll be in the next one, two, three, four months. We're back, hour number two, Sports Nightly here on the Husker Sports Network. Hope you enjoyed last hour with Athletic Director Bill Moose with his monthly radio show, always good and uplifting to hear Bill come on and give us the latest with Husker Athletics in these unusual times that we're living in right now. Coming up this hour, we're going to chat with head basketball coach Amy Williams here in just a couple of minutes. Ben will join me on a little bit later on in the hour. We'll get an SNBL update and have our weekend winners coming your way later on in the hour as well. But let's talk talk some Husker basketball with head coach Amy Williams. Hi coach, how are you? I hope you're safe. I hope everybody in your your family's doing well. Yes, we're doing well. Thanks, Greg. Good to good to chat with you. It's been a while and I know I I I want to go back. I'm going to start backward. I'm going to go back to March. How wild was that 48-hour period when you were learning that postseason was going to be off the table and this thing was done? What what, what was that like for you and the team? Yeah, well, I mean, it was obviously, uh, you know, disappointing. And, and um, you know, I think our team, we had really spent a lot of time uh, just 
getting ourselves kind of refocused about what we could get out of uh, making a huge run in um, postseason play. And and so I think, you know, our kids that really bought into that, they were excited. We were having a very spirited practices. And then um, we were, we gave the girls uh, two days off in a row and we were utilizing those days to, um, to take advantage of the contact period that women's basketball is in during that, crazy kind of march where you're you know trying to prepare for postseason but also still trying to squish as many um, home visits in as you possibly can into a very busy time right there but uh, my assistant coach and I were um, were getting ready to do a home visit and um, we got the word that everything had really been kind of shut down and and we got called back to campus. We were able to meet with our team and kind of uh, just sp- spend some time kind of putting our emotions and feelings on the table about that situation. And, um, you know, it was just disappointing after, you know, the amount of focus that we had kind of re re um, refocused after coming home from that Big Ten tournament and getting prepared for the opportunity that was ahead of us and um, and to kind of have that kind of ripped away and, and um, everything uh, kind of ends so suddenly. Um, but I think, you know, from that time, you know, things have really uh, uh, kind of escalated and became a lot more clear um, about the reasons and the necessity for that. And so at this point, you know, we we kind of along with everybody else just uh, switched into the health and safety and well-being of our student athletes. And that, that's the most important piece. How much have you how much communication have you had with your team since everybody dispersed? Do you have weekly calls with the team? How are you handling that? We are doing um, weekly calls um, uh, kind of together with everybody on Zoom calls. And then um, I've been really uh, trying to communicate. I know uh, one of my assistant coaches talks to uh, each of our returning players once a week uh, to have kind of an academic check-in. And um, I try to talk to each of our uh, players as well, you know, every few days, just individually to kind of um, talk through. I think right now is <clears throat> it's an important time of connection, and it's um, it's just harder to stay connected when you uh, can't see them face to face, and you can't have those kind of team meetings and bring them in, and um, really just have that that time like right you know when we would be doing individual skill workouts with our kids and having those you know four hours of interaction just one-on-one or you know small group with our players right now it's such a incredible time to really connect and and without that um, we've had to be very intentional about just um, uh, being able to find ways to still communicate and connect with them. I think we all kind of forget the semester's still going. So, I mean, they still have academic responsibilities, right? And I'm sure you also want somebody from the nutrition department to be talking to them, and they're not just sitting around eating cheeseburgers every day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think um, the one thing that has just really stood out to me in all of this, and, and to be quite honest with you, just, you know, I've, I've, I can't tell you how many times since I've been back at Nebraska as the head coach that I've felt like, wow, this is, this is what makes Nebraska special. And as we kind of went through all the flooding and the way that everybody pulled together through that, and it's, you know, Nebraska strong. And, um, but to, the, the pride that I felt, you know, watching, our leadership and our administrators and our um, support staff people kind of take charge and really be incredibly innovative on, and on the cutting edge and just, um, you know, just understanding how to attack um, uh, very kind of 
uncertain situations with just ideas and really kind of putting things out there. It's been pretty special to watch. And uh, we're very fortunate to have Dave Ellis and his staff that have uh, been very helpful with our kids to kind of make sure they're not just eating cheeseburgers and, and you know, that they're staying um, active and committed and um, staying on task with the goals that we have as athletes um, individually, but also uh, the goals that we have as a program to take our program forward. Amy Williams with us here on Sports Nightly. Coach, uh, four or five years ago, nobody had ever heard of the transfer portal. Now it's become such a huge part of sports, particularly in the sport of basketball, both the men's and women's side. And you look up and down the Big Ten Conference and everybody's getting hit with transfers right now. That has to really make your and your staff's job doubly difficult because these kids are jumping around from program to program. Take me through some steps that, you know, I mean, the challenge that it does present you guys. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that uh, it presents a challenge. It's interesting because, you know, my staff and I had discussed a few years back about how, you know, kind of looking at um, – like men's basketball um, being maybe just a little notch ahead of us in certain areas. And the fact that, you know, they've had the one and dones and they've had kind of some other reasons why they uh, don't have quite as much stability in their programs and their rosters as we have on the women's side um, all along and talking about the difference between, you know, really building a program or building, you know, teams from year to year. And, um, and, you know, I think, uh, the transfer portals just kind of um, maybe adjusted that for everybody to kind of shift a little bit more towards that line. And I think um, uh, this year is just even more unique with with some of the emotion and uncertainty that's come here at the end of the season and this spring, you know, with um, with what's happening in the world right now. And I think that that has really probably heightened things if you look at the numbers in the women's basketball portal for this particular year as compared to even last year and and you know it's it's becoming more prominent but it's something that I think um, is maybe even exasperated a little bit right now and um, it's a it's a different unique challenge but it's definitely something that um, you adjust to and uh you find ways to continue to um, to build and um, put together the right uh, pieces, and and it's it's challenging, but it's kind of a unique and fun challenge at the same time. Okay, last week you did announce the addition of three members to your team. Take us through this group that you you have in your spring class. Yeah, we're um, we're pretty excited about the young ladies we were able to sign here um, so far in this late period, and and uh, you know uh, I would say um, kind of uh, one maybe familiar name that um, Husker fans would know is Michael Caton, who is a young lady who had signed here out of high school, and um, the staff that was here previously had done a really good job of, of selling her on Nebraska. I think that um, whenever there's a coaching change, there's kind of a little um, scary um, aspect with that. Is the new staff going to really um, kind of see my value and, and really, you know, um, fall in love with what my role could be the same way? And, and um, you know, I think uh, within a week or so of getting hired, Coach Love and I had uh, flown out to California and sat down with my Cole and her father and, and really kind of uh, talked through some of the vision that we had for the program. But I think at that time, she had really already kind of uh, made up her mind that maybe this was a sign she needed to stay closer to home. But I think it's something that she always really just um, 
had this love for Nebraska, and uh, she is excited to have an opportunity to come and put on that Husker jersey for the first time, and we're excited. She brings just an incredible passion for the game and high energy and just um, is, you know, is just really chomping at the bit to get uh, back on the court, and, and we're excited for her. And um, another young lady out of uh, Texas Tech that's transferring, uh, you know, they're California native, um, Naila Dillard, who uh, we're very excited about. I think she really has confidence on both sides of the ball that she can uh, find ways to really impact things defensively. And, um, you know, she's a great shooter, but, uh, you know, just has some some other elements to the game that are just waiting to kind of um, come out. And and we're, we're really excited about the versatility that she can bring in um, in that guard position. And then um, the, the most recent kind of signee, I guess, uh, Bella Cravens, who's out of Hawaii and and transferring from Eastern Washington, is um, just a just a fantastic young lady whose whose biggest concern is she wants to develop as a player and. Um, that's fantastic as far as I'm concerned, because we want to help her develop as a player and um, uh, just a hungry kid. She led the big sky in rebounding and um, something that, you know, we've been really striving to get better at as a program is, is uh, be becoming a better rebounding team. So uh, we feel like she brings something we desperately need. She fits a position and she's hungry uh, to just get better. So uh, three young ladies that we're incredibly excited about, Greg. You, you, this period lasts a month. You use the term so far. Does that mean there's some, you, you could add somebody else before this thing ends? Yes, I mean we're we're continuing to actively recruit uh, right now, and and uh, excited about a couple other options that could be on the table, and and so um, absolutely we have room um, for that. And if we can find the right pieces that would complement the uh, the players that we currently have, um, we would we would definitely uh, we're still working. Well, the sports world was buzzing over the weekend. They could not wait for the uh, first episode of The Last Dance. Did you get a chance to watch that on ESPN last night? Oh, yes. We were tuned in. And I'll tell you, that was something that um, I think that my husband was more excited about being able to turn our daughters on to um, that uh, Michael Jordan mentality than, than probably uh, anything, you know, we're just very, very excited to kind of share that era of basketball with, with our two girls. He was terrific. We had Bill Moose on last hour, Amy, and, and part of the, the show we talked about the new Hall of Fame class at Nebraska, which does include uh, a, a member from the women's basketball program in Mortise Ivy. You had the privilege of kind of letting her know that she was going in the Hall of Fame. What was that call like for you? Man, just so special to to be able to um, let her know that. But golly, I just, you know, whenever I talk to Mortise, I just think, um, you know, just a legend that I'm getting to talk to. Somebody scored over 2,000 points. Is that even real? Like just, um, you know, she's she's just was such a special uh, player here at Nebraska and left her mark. And um, I was uh, I was blessed enough to uh, coach against Mortise when she was coaching at Peru State, and I first got the head coaching job at South Dakota. We played them; they were on our schedule, and we got to connect a little bit at that time. And um, to watch her, you know, as a as a coach later, just pouring into um, young women, and you know, somebody with um, the intensity that she had, and you know, I always marvel. Kate Kane and I kind of talked about how. 
Um, it wasn't so long ago that Kate climbed past Mortise Ivy on the block shots <laughs> list. So can you imagine a kid, um, a five, seven guard that, um, surpassed 2000 points, but also was like seventh in all time block shots, like just a incredible special athlete that now is just pouring into uh, young women when she was the head coach at Peru state, but now, you know, um, working in Omaha and, and just, um, just so glad to hear and connect with her last week, let her know that special news about um, getting to be a part of, you know, just a very, very young um, Nebraska Athletics Hall of Fame uh, at this point with just our sixth class and, and just an honor. And I'm so glad I got to be involved in it and kind of connect. I'm looking forward to uh, having her back and, and um, uh, being able to celebrate her and also to uh, just let her pour into our current players and just understand, um, you know, how special she was and, and the advice that she's going to have for our kids. One of the all-time greats, no doubt. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Good to hear that you're healthy. Congrats on the recruiting class. Uh, I can't wait to start seeing this. the teams all get back on campus. I miss the students being on campus. Hopefully we get back yeah. to some, some uh, familiar things in our lives again. I think that's going to happen real soon. We appreciate you spending some time with us here tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You too, Greg. Stay healthy. Thanks. You bet. Amy Williams with us here tonight on Sports on Honor. All right. We're a week into this now. The SNBL, the Sports Highly Baseball League, brought to you by Dorothy Lynch, Homestyle Dressing and Condiment. How are things looking through a week? Pretty well. Uh, you had a big win today. The Harriers yes, beat did. the Farmers. That was kind of our primetime matchup. We had... Uh, we had three games today. We do three games, three feature three games per day. And uh, and Josh's team got it started today with an extra inning win over the Royals. And mm-hmm. Nate's team followed it up with a win. Come from behind. Over the Twins. Nate was down 6 nothing over the Twins. Um, and we put out a, um, a graphics page today as well uh, that had our – at Husker Sports on Twitter, it has our uh, – our uh, standings on it through what about nine Sunday. games or so? Yeah, yeah. Um, Austin's team, Nate's team, each with one loss. Uh, Josh's team at they're now four and five. Brett's team at four and three. And then in our division, it's super competitive. It was five and two. You and I were tied with the division lead, and then uh, you got the big win today. So you're now six and two. The farmers, which is the fans team, took took the loss. They're four and four. Tim's team at three and five. So, uh, very competitive division there. There's no doubt. Now the farmers, which is the fans team, this was voted on last week on Twitter. We had the fans put together their team. They came flying out of the gates with their first game. They pummeled somebody. Tim in their first. Okay, maybe that explains it. <laughs> they beat Tim, and then and then my team, the Outlaws, beat up Tim. So maybe it's just the like like we thought that travels just getting to the Hong Kong team. Yeah, now they're they're three and five, so they've been playing better better lately. But we had some good we had some good matchups today. We've had three extra inning games uh, on our last two streams. So okay, uh, that's so we're, we're streaming every Monday through Friday, ele- starting at eleven o'clock with games. Correct. Yep. Twitch.tv slash Husker Sports. Okay. Uh, people can, can get in that. there and interact with you or Austin or somebody in there. Yeah, every everybody. Day, There's usually more than one of us in there. I'm. Um, we're hoping to get multiple hosts. I've been the one kind of running it right now, but we're hoping to get more people on there as we go. Tomorrow's schedule, um, we've got the Outlaws and the Astros, the first game, and then Brett's Purple People Eaters. 
to follow, and that leads up to uh, the nightcap, which will be the Lions and the Rowboats. That's uh, Austin's team oh, against Nate's team. Battle uh, two of Two one-loss teams. Yeah, two one-loss teams in the AL West. Wow. Okay. We'll Love it how the uh, so our so our AL West division has two teams in Pennsylvania, and one team in Minnesota. So geography is <laughs> not really a thing, but the NL East has Hong Kong and in China. So <laughs> we're we're like the we're like the SEC. We've got yeah. West Virginia and TCU and big, like the Big Twelve. You're the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, two Nebraska teams in that division, right? Yeah. Farmers and the Harriers. Yep. So you you got to be pleased with your team's performance oh, today. Yeah. Willie Mays, fit, four for four. Ran my fifth starter out there today and still won big. Oh, he's been I shoving. Mean, <laughs> Walden? Marcus Walden? Who? Marcus Walden. That's your boy. Yeah, I didn't know who he was for today. All right, been a lot of fun. Again, every day, Monday through Friday from 11 to uh, 1, 1, 15 or so, you can jump on the Twitch stream and have some fun with us, watch a team play, see some of the banter going back and forth between all of us in the chat room. It's been a lot of fun. Time for us to reflect back on the weekend with our weekend winners. Ben, why don't you lead us off? Sure. Um, my winner is, is a guy that uh, took a lot of heat last year for – uh, his trade, starting with his press conference, going from uh, Washington to Philadelphia, and then n- not following it up with a great year. That's Bryce Harper. Uh, some guy went after him on, I think it was Instagram, for saying how um, you know one of the blessings of COVID-19 was he doesn't have to um, sit and watch Bryce Harper hit 240 again and get paid X amount of money, basically Ooh. using the pandemic to take a shot at Bryce Harper. Well, Bryce Harper responded to the guy and and kind of smashed him, basically said, you know, you're taking the most serious issue we've had as a country in, in decades and trying to make a joke about my batting average about it, just be better. And, you know, basically, you know, being super positive to the guy that was really mean to him and just uh, – you know, just kind of embarrassed him for the way that he was acting. And I think, you know, a lot of times as fans, we have opinions of players and and can get caught up in that when not realizing that, um, especially now during this time, you see videos of players and their families and, you know, where they're from. It just puts in perspective that, you know, a year of hitting 240 in the grand scheme of things isn't, isn't the worst thing in the world that could happen to you as a fan is watching someone on your team making a lot of money not hit so well. So kudos to Bryce Harper for no putting doubt. that guy in his place. Good. Josh, you're up, and congrats on your big win earlier today. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I could I could go with uh, the Mammoths as my winner, but th- I guess that wasn't <laughs> over the weekend, so that doesn't that doesn't really count. Uh, I'm going to go with some uh, a virtual game that did happen this weekend, the Husker Spring Game, and really just everybody involved in it, the the people who were behind the scenes that were making all the different parts to it work, and I I can only imagine everything that that had to happen from creating the rosters to making everything work. Uh, digitally and and so on but also winners for everybody who took part in it the as Bill Moose said earlier in the show the 1.2 million people who took part in it that's just crazy numbers and all the people who viewed it and were commenting and and being a part of it so um, big shout out to everybody who is who took part in the Husker virtual spring game this weekend 
No doubt. You, you, he mentioned Nick Burkhardt, but I also like to mention Riley and Alex, who also work yep. for the social department for Huskers.com because those are the guys that did all the legwork of putting that thing together. I mean, Matt and I just sat down there and <laughs> acting like two guys sipping on a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi <laughs> and did that, but those guys did a yeoman's work on that yep. thing. That was really well done, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was going to be mine as well. I, I want to just recognize all the, the athletes and the entertainers who have stepped forward to raise money for all of these things, trying to either whether it's trying to get PPE for people, whether it's trying to just raise money for food delivery some places. Good for people who have that big platform to use it in the right way over these last four or five weeks. A lot of times actors, Hollywood types, athletes get a bad rap, and, and deser- deservedly so for a lot of things. But we've seen a lot of good things from athletes and, and the folks in the entertainment industry over the last month. And so kudos, tip of the cap to all those guys as well. Good stuff tonight. Ben, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was a, it was a real pleasure. I, mean, I got to go to bed. That was a long day. <laughs> all right, tomorrow night we're hoping to catch up with Lamar Jackson as he gets ready for this draft that starts on Thursday and Top 10 Tuesday headed your way tomorrow night as well. Another hour of Sports Highlight coming up.